Women Taking the Lead, Episode 123. So I think not caring what anyone else does or think and really listening to my own inner self and what I want is probably a key to that leadership style that I have. It's very much be an individual and follow the beat of your own drum. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognize to reserve your spot in our upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work you do. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Vanessa Talbot, and with her signature program, Step Into the Spotlight, profile builder and coach mentor, Vanessa specializes in igniting coaches to be seen and heard by boosting their profile and increasing their influence, resulting in their magnetic attraction for more leads, more clients, and more opportunities. Creator of the popular Facebook group, Coaches, authors, entrepreneurs step into the spotlight. Vanessa is also the author of an international selling inspirational book for women, Extraordinary You, The Art of Living a Lusciously Spirited, Vibrant Life. I am glad to be talking to you today, Vanessa. And that is just a little intro for everyone. So tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. (laughs) Hello, Jody, and thank you so much for having me on for starters. Um, I guess I think probably the most important thing to say is um, I grew up on a farm, so I'm very much um, introverted, shy, so had a farm background and that's what I started in and before I got into coaching, I actually got involved in the mining industry. So I moved from farm girl to then being the boss of my own uh, company with my then husband in the mining industry and then got to move into coaching. So it's been a bit of a journey, hasn't it? Farm, mining, coaching. Wow. Um, And I think uh, probably a little bit different than a lot of people as well is I'm in Australia and I actually do my whole business from my country property as well. So a lot of it is online because I'm not in one of the big cities or even a big town. I'm actually out of town um, on on like a farm. Mm -hmm. I can totally relate to that because most of my coaching is done via Skype. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people think, well, how do you do a, a coaching business, especially one that's, you know, kind of got around and, and got known from out there in the country? But you so totally can do it, can't you? From anywhere. You absolutely can. Technology is a wondrous thing. And Vanessa, my goodness, you are clearly experiencing a lot of success in your life. You know, you definitely gained confidence since you were that shy farm girl back in the day. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and the lessons you've learned. Yeah, this is probably a bit of a tough one for me because it still, you know, it still hits me sometimes when I think about it. I think when I was playing small was when I, as much as it looked as if I was playing big, was when I had the mining company industry with um, with my husband, the company in the mining industry. And as much as we were making, you know, lots of money and my time was, was really, really, really good for me because the company only had to, only had to spend a few days a week actually working that I realized at the end of the day it was my husband's dream I wasn't doing something that was really for me and when we got divorced um, 
And we did get divorced because I did want to follow my own dreams. That was one of the reasons, was me wanting to step out and actually follow my own um, dreams. But in the divorce, Jody, what happened was that I didn't end up fighting for, you know, you know when women get divorced and it's fairly typical for the women not to get anywhere near as much as the man. I don't know if that's the case in the US, but certainly here in Australia can still be the case. And because I didn't like conflict, um, I just didn't fight for what I, as the wife and partner in that company, actually um, had the right to. Wow. And, and yeah, I'm and glad. That, that, hit, that hit me at the time because what happened was when I left that company, which was a massive earning company for me, I went back to nothing, no income, zilch. I had to start all over again. So I went from this big jump of earning, you know, a lot of money into, oops, nothing again. That's how I got into the coaching. I had to find a way to um, bring in income, but still be able to keep my lifestyle that that mining company had given me. My goodness. And what, what are the um, some of the lessons you've learned? Because I, I have heard that story before where uh, uh, some women um, in my life have gotten divorced and have said in retrospect that at the time they were in so much shock um, and they were so in turmoil over the divorce and really didn't have many people they could talk to at that time to get, you know, their head straight and get an objective point of view. And they just wanted it over with because it was so painful to try to figure it all out that in retrospect, they realized they did not advocate for themselves very well during the divorce. What what have you learned from that experience and how do you implement what you've learned now? One of the first things I learned was that I don't enjoy conflict. <laughs> <laughs> so it became startling obvious to me that um, I – exactly what you said, you know, I, I did not – advocate for myself well and part of that was because I didn't enjoy the conflict that was going to come with it so that was something that I learned uh, the other thing that I learned on a more positive note was that I can make money again you know that I didn't re have to rely on my husband to help me make that money that I can do it myself and also of course the strength that I have inside myself which I guess I always knew but this is something that brought it out was my own inner strength to continue to keep my country property continue to keep my horses and actually run the country country property on my own so I was out there so, doing things like fixing fences, which I would never have done before because I used to have a man around to do those things. Right. Yes. It's amazing how much you learn, what you're capable of and what you can learn exactly. um, when you don't have somebody right there to be in. So you can say, oh, can you go do that? <laughs> That's right. And so if there was a fence to be fixed, I had to go out there and fix it and work out how to do it. So it was things like that, you know, things that you just realize your own reserves when you are... When your back's to the line, you know, when you, when you are um, forced to do something, you actually can. Mm -hmm. And what a, what a lesson to learn when, you know, because you mentioned that this mining company started with your husband. So it was at a part of a partnership. And I'm sure you guys separated duties. And so there were some things he did, some things you did. But after your divorce, you know, as, as awful as it is that you lost all of, all of that money and that income coming in, what you learned was you could do it on your own. Mm. You could earn that money on your own. Exactly. I realized that, yeah, I could do it on my own. 
I could earn the money again because when you first get divorced, you just, you know, you're in a slump. You just think, God, where am I going to? Where am I going to make some money? How am I going to do this? But I realized I could do it all on my own. Nice. Now, Vanessa, share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. I think... One of my really, really good wake-up calls, being a shy person and an introvert, when I ran the mining company, I was mainly did all the admin work. So my husband was the one that would go out and deal with all the clients and travel the world doing it. And I would stay home just as I liked to do, being shy and introverted, on my farm, look after my animals and do all the, um, the finances and the admin work. When I became a coach, I had to become the face of my business which when I had the mining industry, I wasn't. Um, so I think one of the wake-up calls for me around that was because I um, I had a, I'd call him a media Aussie celebrity, you know, he was on TV at the time, come to me and be interested in uh, my advice, becoming friends with me. And that shocked me at the time that someone of that level would actually be interested in coming along and seeking advice and help from me. <laughs> which you know uh, you know I just didn't think myself in that way that I would be able to attract that caliber of people to me and I really didn't value myself in that particular friendship and relationship at all I felt um, I suppose intimidated by his level of success and being a you know a public figure in Australia mm. And how did you get control of that? Because that I, you can easily see and I can see how that could spiral into, you know, opportunities just going nowhere. But clearly you've come a long way. So what was the aha that you put into practice yeah. that made the difference here? Yeah. The interesting thing is I actually had to lose him as a friend for me to actually realize that I actually was worthy of that particular friendship, that particular um, relationship with someone who's mm. seen as, you know, a bigger player here in celebrity celebrity land here in Australia. Um, and then what that helped me do was realise that um, so now, you know, having the business now five years on is that I'm now very, very open to opportunities, joint ventures and that with what we would seem as the bigger players in my coaching industry. So, for example, uh, Dr. John Demartini, he endorsed my book, Extraordinary You, and in return asked me, of all people, you know, to actually endorse one of his uh, latest releases as well. So it was it was actually having that first connection with that media person here in Australia that I didn't think I was worthy of. I actually had to lose that for me to wake up to the fact of I was am, am worthy of bigger and greater things and mixing with um, the bigger players in our industry. Yeah, amazing. I love that. And you know what's amazing, Vanessa, is I think most people are capable of operating at that level, but we never see it. No. Right, until until we're about to lose it or it's gone and then all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was. Exactly. Yeah. And I just felt, you know, totally um, in awe of this person. And what I came to realize through um, the time that I spent with him was that these bigger players, you know, the people that we put up on a pedestal or we go, oh, well, we could never reach that level, 
They are just normal people like you and me with Mm -hmm. often many of the same hang-ups, but they've just managed to get over them while most of us will stay in them and hang on to them. So he taught me a lot, but I had to lose a friendship before I up-leveled my own thinking about what Mm. I could do. Amazing. And that's a great segue too, because I want to ask about your leadership style. And I'm sure your leadership style had to go through a change during this time as well, when you mentally wrapped your your mind around the fact that you are capable of playing at a bigger level. Um, And what I love about this question is it points out how, you know, although leadership can look very similar on the surface, because we all have different personalities and strengths and styles, like you mentioned, you're an introvert, like we're Mm -hmm. all going to lead a little bit differently. So Vanessa, how would you describe your leadership style? Mm. I had to have a really good think about this, Jody, because I didn't, you know, I really didn't have an idea. And I sat down and I thought about what were some of the things that my clients and the participants in my programs actually said to me as well. One of the things I realized was that ever since I was a child, I had never been a follower. I wasn't particularly, you know, out there leading everyone, but I certainly didn't follow what the other kids were doing. So I didn't have to succumb to peer pressure or anything like that. If they were off smoking behind the toilets, I'd say, no, I'm not doing it because you are all doing it. So I realized that my leadership style is about acting in a way that is different from the masses. And of course, that's then going to lead to me, you know, a certain crowd that like that. So I get a certain following from that. So I don't follow the main mainstream I have mm-hmm. I just like to do things in my own style and in my own way and have been like that since a child and I think that may play up to, out to be some to- type of natural leadership or the fact that I really don't care what anyone else thinks is perhaps <laughs> a secret to it as well because I didn't yeah. as a child if you know what I mean like if they all said well you can't be one of the cool kids because you're not out the back smoking with us I just didn't care so I think not caring what anyone else does or think and really listening to my own inner self and what I want is probably a key to that leadership style that I have. It's very much be an individual and follow the beat of your own drum. Yes. No, I definitely see it as a leadership style because sometimes what can get in our way as leaders is when we're surrounded by people who say yes to us all the time and or we get in and or we get into group think where everyone's just like, yeah, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. We should do this. And there's nobody there saying, I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> you know, like the emperor is not wearing any clothes. Why is it nobody telling the emperor <laughs> that he's not wearing any clothes? You know, so you need that person in in any, you know, level of leadership who will say, I don't know about this. I don't, I, all of us are agreeing to it. So let's challenge it. You know, I think that's vital. Yeah, yeah. Any- yeah. So as I said, I, I just think that that's the style that's probably always been there for me. But yet I've never really totally been aware of it being a leadership style. But looking back now, and because of your question, I realize that it actually is. Yeah, absolutely. And Vanessa, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? I'm getting really, really excited about um towards the end of May. So, you know, coming up in a few weeks, I'm going to be launching the actual group program for the Step Into the Spotlight program for coaches. 
So for most of it, it's been very much the one-on-one and then some smaller group work. But this is going to be a nice big six-month biggie program for those that really want to immerse into the whole idea of having a key message and then how they're going to expand their reach and boost their profile with that. Mm. And I imagine this is going to be largely online too. So anyone departing... So no matter where they're living right now, this is something they can get involved in. Absolutely. Um, as, as we spoke earlier, that's the beauty of this modern world. No matter where you are in the world, you can join anything and, and work with anyone that you want to. It's fantastic. I love that. All right. Now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice you have that makes you a better leader? Uh, certainly balance. So as I told you earlier, I don't start work till noon because the mornings I set aside for being outside with my animals. So being outside on my land and with my animals, horses, kangaroos, and my bunny rabbits in the morning, that sets me up for my day. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? I had to think about this and I have to be really, really naughty. And I'm going to say my own book, Extraordinary You. The reason is because it's very focused on women um, choosing to live the life that they want and therefore to bring out their own extraordinary self. I love that. I'll definitely link that. Is there another book you would recommend as well? Would you pitch someone else? If I was... I often tell my clients that I love um, Michael Port's book, Book Yourself Solid. So though technically not about leadership, it will help you build your business, particularly if you are a leader and give you good solid steps that you actually need to get out there and expand your reach. That's fantastic. And what advice would you give your younger self? Um, look, I was told by a clairvoyant when I was about 20 to stop playing media mediocre you know stop playing small stop playing mediocre so she obviously saw something in me in those earlier days even if I didn't thinking myself as just an extrovert Um, it probably took me till I started coaching in my mid-40s to actually get that I would like to be able to have gotten that when she told me when I was in my early 20s because I'd be 20 years (laughs) (laughs) ahead (laughs) in my in, in achieving what I want to in this world It's so true. I had somebody say before, well, don't you think your parents told you this a long time ago? I'm like, yeah, but we don't listen to them, unfortunately. (laughs) You know, otherwise I would have gotten this message a long time ago. Yeah, the clairvoyant was the first one that ever said to me, you know, you're playing mediocre, stop playing small. Didn't even dwell on me at the time what the heck it Mm -hmm. was that she was talking about. But once I hit my mid-40s and I sat down to write Extraordinary You and the whole concept of actually being our most extraordinary self and bringing it out, I remembered what that clairvoyant said to me and it's been with me since then. But it didn't hit me back when I was in my 20s when she gave it to me. No, sometimes we have to be in the right place at the right time for the same message. Well, here, it's not like we don't hear it before, but we dismiss it. But then it hits us at a time when we're ready for it and then we act on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it did take a while, 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) And Vanessa, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. You know what? I always love life is short, eat dessert first. And I think that goes back to my individuality where I really like to just do what I want and not listen to anyone else. Um, And and I, I think that's why I like that one, you know, not. I like to have pleasure. So putting pleasure first 
you know, before all the to-do lists and everything like that. That's why it's important to me. I think that's why I like to spend the mornings, you know, that's my dessert being outside in nature with my animals before I hit my work in the afternoon. Nice. And lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Um, I think one of the great ways to to grab me and basically join in on my community as well and also be able to connect with me is with my Facebook group, if you're on Facebook, which is Coaches, Authors, Entrepreneurs, Step Into the Spotlight. You can ask to join that and come along and, um, yeah, join in the conversations and the inspiration that's in that group as well. Awesome. And for those of you who are listening, you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. So if anything was said too fast or too big, like you can find it there, click on it, and it'll take you right to where Vanessa said it would lead you. And Vanessa, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much for having me, Jody. in return. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life? Head over to womentl.com forward slash recognized to reserve your spot in my upcoming webinar on how to be recognized and rewarded for the work that you do. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me, and here's to your success.